What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonef71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling. Y'all. Super Bowl, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 238 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. I'm not in the digital studio alone, as usual. Of course, I got my partners in crime first on deck. We got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res lover. That's me. A.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. that gamer step daddy. How's it going? Hey, not much. Just uh, home from Super Bowl Sunday party. Uh, watching that fun sports ball thing. With the sports ball people doing sports ball things. So, yay! All the commercials, all those wonderful all advertisements I'm trying to ignore. But, yeah, yep. that Daredevil, or Daredevil, that, dead, that dead, Deadpool uh, 3 uh, looked pretty good. So, I was happy about that. But, yeah, pretty good commercials, all in all. <laughs> I don't watch it. You show. don't watch the, you don't watch the sports balls? <laughs> no, it's all about, it's all about the, uh, the commercials for me so yeah uh, agreed Ag- agreed and of course our show is a no joke no go without trader joe aka jabroni chief yeah yeah that's me but you might also know him as the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar how's it going it's going good uh watching sports ball just as well with uh as Des, is that my friend Dom's? He's like whipping up some homemade pizzas. So, and you know, it gave me an excuse to watch TV and stuff my face. So, you know, that's always know. good. I, I even watched the uh, uh, halftime show with Usher and uh, Usher Raymond. Usher, Usher, Usher. <laughs> yeah, I was like very surprised to see Usher. I was like, wow, okay, let Usher do this. Yeah, I mean. He did. He did good. I mean, he was around skating, and dancing, singing. I got, I got mm-hmm. to give it up for that forty. You know, guy in his mid forties. You know, put me doing in it. shame. Put yeah, me in thing. I was like, yeah, put Joe to shame. I sure. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to be up up there singing my ass off. You know, probably not. I don't think any of us are. <laughs> to be perfect. Not me. Perfectly honest, right? Uh, keep it a buck. I ain't doing none of that. Nope. I can't. I can't even properly karaoke. But you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I could try. try. You should try. You know, that, that's you know, always a good thing. My my karaoke wheelhouse is not like you know some banger. My karaoke wheelhouse is like Whip It, Gilligan's Island, and like you know Rock Lobster. That's my wheelhouse. Mm. So. No, you know, Hotel California. Oh, maybe that too. Hotel yeah. California. That's like a staple. I, I would yeah, I that. would need obscene amounts of alcohol before I'd even attempt it. So, I, oh. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's it. such a lovely place. <laughs> All right, folks. So, what is always the the way we kick off every episode? First topic on the docket is going to be the playlist. All right, uh, let's start things off with uh, Jabroni Chief. What you been up to, man? Uh, as far as gaming, um, been kind of a kind of busy week for me at work, so it's just a lot of stress. 
So during the week, uh, we started off and we're trying to play some multiplayer games because, you know, we're fresh off the lamb off the Xbox. You know, it's like uh, Shawshank Redemption or something here or what. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I, I, did, I did turn on my Xbox. I just turned it on so I could delete a few games off my hard drive and <laughs> made sure Persona uh, 3 Reload down, downloaded, but I didn't fire up to play anything, unfortunately. But uh I did play uh, at the beginning of the week. Uh, we played uh, some Tiny Teen in Wonderlands. I was kind of we were looking for a game to play that me, Dez, and then Goonie could also play because Dez is not in in it to win it for no Division Two business. And so no, thank you. Sorry. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, Tiny Tina was a game that I enjoyed, but I think I've only gotten like to level like twenty with the character previously, which is we're very at the beginning of the game and whatnot. And since the game was on PlayStation Plus Extra, uh, we decided to go and roll with it, at least at the beginning of the week. So um, I started a Berserker and also have a uh, other fire character, which I believe is the name of it. Let me take a look right now. And I don't have it in front of me, but um, you know it's that character class. So obviously, it's very m- memorable that I, I actually remembered it <laughs> properly. But uh, uh, you know, at the beginning of the game, you got it. Yeah, bang bang. So definitely, uh, you know, I, I think that game's a treat. It kind of let me kind of like just zone out and not uh, have to worry about this, that, the other thing. You know, so because you know work yeah. can get kind of stressful i don't want to come into a game and have to like you know you know it's not like i'm sitting there playing elden ring after going through a stressful work day or whatnot so yeah i wouldn't uh, want to play elden ring <laughs> after a yeah. stressful work day <laughs> nope. uh-huh. so got that in um played a little bit more diablo 4 um i have a barbarian character i'm gonna see what i could do with the season but you know it's just i'm trying to get that that arpg itch a little bit uh yeah we didn't play any grim dawn this last week since you know we're on the lamb right now but uh you know maybe we'll go back to xbox at some point or even like start a new campaign on steam deck uh with grim dawn so we'll have to see on that um also played a little bit of division two with uh, goonie um you know he's been clamoring at me for like the last entirety of the week to jump on and play some division two and i kind of feel bad that you know by the time we did we did over uh like yesterday uh on saturday and had a chance to play and it felt great to just hop back into the world um there is a season season five um or year five season three (laughs) uh dlc that just came out and there's like a lot of like like a massive overhaul of all the like uh, gameplay systems including the guns and so on and so forth so so massive is still working uh, on the division quite a bit um there is going to be new story content for the game coming out in 2025 so i give it up to ubisoft for keep keeping keeping us you know crack addled loot hoarding gamers along with that division two business it's it's such a damn long tail with this and i kind of know how like you know people are still playing games like for honor or the crew Two feel about you know still having support for a particular game and that's one thing i i will give it up to ubisoft that uh, they do you know even though their games go cheap pretty quick um if you happen to buy it and if something really clicks with you and if it's a game that they're going to be monetizing with, you know, uh, uh, 
transactions for apparel and so on and so forth uh, that uh, you know it's something that uh, they they give you that and then some they give you a lot of value so and you know trader joe loves value so trader joe loves his value y'all you know it so don't get it twisted if it's got value he's he's in it to win it yeah the value is in the eye of the beholder though you know you buy something and it's like, oh, I'm going to get this for cheap. And then you never play it. Well, guess what? That's not valuable at all. That's worthless. And also um, played some Hell Divers 2 finally. So I got my game on Friday. We did not make game night for it, but we happened the chance to play it last night. Um, my first time playing, of course, at Ace Black, uh, Goonie. Uh, Dez, of course, and then also Christian uh, Neon Octo. We all played along with Kev, too. So uh, we had quite a good, healthy uh, play session. We do have a section on the Discord now that is dedicated to Helldivers 2. And, uh, well, I think it's, from what i played so far, it brought back a lot of the old memories from the first game. But it just seems like this game plays better in the perspective that it does, and it's a lot more refined. Then the first game, uh, I felt that there's even though that you you do die somewhat, uh, quite a bit sometimes, that you know the difficulty hasn't ratcheted up that much yet. I feel like the game's a little bit more forgiving, and I love the fact that you know it, with it being uh, kind of over third person, over the shoulder with you know obviously if you're looking down sights as far as going in the first person that it's a uh, little bit easier not to hit your teammates as it was with the first game so because with that overhead perspective obviously you got less room for error with the angles and so on and so forth though oftentimes what i was trying to do some with you know somewhat successful as far as going off to a different angle different area to be able to fight off the bugs the only negative is like you know you want them getting swarmed and you know obviously I want to be close enough so I could run back for cover or, you know, if I'm screaming like a uh, a ding-dong like a bitch or whatever. You're like, ah! like, a, like a banshee. Yeah. I kept, I kept doing that last night. I, kept, I didn't state where I was at. I just kept going, ah! You know, so, you know, I got to communicate better. Oh, I got bugs on my six. Or I'm something. getting flanked. We were like, I guess yeah. Joe's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you had to do something, so. But, you know, obviously, funny. I was into it. I was into it. You know, if I'm sitting there, you know, like screaming like someone's on my lawn, like taking a poop or something. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, one game I did not play this past week, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I haven't really had a chance to get back into the game on there, so I'm gonna, uh, you know, make an effort uh, moving forward to get back into it. I talked about last episode how I wanted to restart. And kind of use some of the guides online as far as to roll with the four particular characters, so on and so forth. I have not had the opportunity to do that yet. So, otherwise, uh, just in the in the house, just still working on my kind of curation for my living room and my gaming uh, setup on there. And um, you, ha- I'm working to get the uh, other PlayStation Five connected with my PSVR two and kind of getting that rolling and getting you know trying it more than just the time that john bt came over that one time so but uh, other than that that's what i've been up to this week des what have you uh, been playing this past week and what was your overall thoughts about hill divers too since we both have that in common 
Okay. So for me, I have turned on my Xbox and I have been playing Grim Dawn. Um, I try to play it at least once a week uh, to keep progressing in it um, because I do enjoy it and I want to play it. Now, if anyone else wants to play it on the Steam Deck, we definitely can do that. I have no problem jumping over to Steam and playing it on that on that system again. One of the reasons why I want to play it on the Xbox is because of the controller support. I just really think the controller support is 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 really keen on uh, the Xbox. But still playing it, still loving it. I'm about level 30 or 31 on it, um, and I got a character that I'm that I'm running. So, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm really still enjoying it, and it's and it's fun. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland with uh, Joe and Goonie was fun. It's really funny playing with Goonie as Goonie is, is has gone the the melee only route. So he dies a lot, which is fun, and uh, so uh, he gets those death saves pretty well. So so it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, we're trudging along, having fun. It's really kind of funny because uh. You got to think of us as like the three bears uh, when we play looter shooters. And I'll tell you why. So Joe is the I have to scrounge everything, look everywhere under every digital nook and digital rock, digital cranny, everything. You know, he's got to look for loot. He is the definition of a loot goblin, which is fine. Uh, I might look like one too, but you kind yeah. of just a little bit uh, a loot yeah. bear. And uh, but then you have you then you have Goonie, who is the complete opposite. The man is just like trudge forward, got to go, got to go faster, faster. It's like this is not a Sonic game, sir. Slow down. <laughs> you know, oh, so yeah. he's, one, he's, he's pushing forward. He's, yeah, he don't he's care. one of those people that loves to push, and you know, he's 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 got us marching. So I mean, that's another reason why he dies a lot is is we can't really cover his six or anything. But but again, and then I'm like just right, you know, I'm like right in the middle between the two. Like, you know, so I'm always constantly running forward, you know, to find Goonie, help him out. Then I'm running back to, to bring Joe to where we are. So I kind of play this nice little mediator. So in in the middle. So it's 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 definitely interesting to play looter shooters with the two of them, you know, because you're never really sure what's going on, you know. <laughs> so so it's pretty fun. Like I definitely enjoy playing with the two of them um, with Tiny Tina's, and then um, and then I I I just really like Tiny Tina's. I don't know what it is, but right now it's really clicking for me. Uh, the play style, the first personness first-person play style and the uh, I don't know something about the game this is really kicking it for me right now and I'm really having an itch to play it more and actually you know we see what's going on I know it's not a terribly long game um, because it's all about the, the 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 continue grind at the end you know to, to push forward to like the chaos levels or whatever they're called in order to, to really test your builds and whatnot so so I think this is another one that I would like to beat uh, during 2024. I'm trying to curate a list of games that I want to beat in 2024 because I don't think I beat anything last year. I've played a lot of games, but I don't think I actually beat any games. And I kind of – I'm really thinking about changing that this year. Like I really want to invest time um, into playing and beating games, whether it's a single-player or a multiplayer game. Just Just carving out time for myself – to beat games so and then we'll we'll see how that goes wish me luck 
another game that I played uh, is uh, Trinity Trigger. It is a marvelous game. Or oh, sorry, Exceed. Yeah, Exceed, marvelous game. Um, I got it. I got it uh, for the Switch. You know, and then they had it a deep discount on PlayStation, so I bought it again on PlayStation. I know why I double dipped. I I think because I really like the form factor of the Switch, and I can play it on the go, and it looks great. Uh, but when you give me something that's like you know a deep discount, then I'm probably gonna buy it again. So, and I wasn't disappointed. It is a cute little action RPG, very very you know. Um, quick and to the point you're you're a you know it's it's a classic thing you're you were an amnesiac sorry you're 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 a baby born with a weird mark on your eye and then (laughs) seriously like and in the prologue you were a set of twins or a brother brothers or sisters or something and both of the babies or one of the baby had had a mark on its eye that showed that it was like you know uh, 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 a a chosen warrior and there's like uh these two gods of order and chaos always and they're fighting you know this eternal battle but it's supposed to have ended but it didn't and now you know your character is this born again you know a uh, warrior of chaos and so this woman who has another one of those little eye things i don't know why she's trying to have you as the as the warrior of chaos meet the warrior of order and try to stop the war between order and chaos. And you have these little, these little, I don't know, talking animal like spirit things that turn into weapons that you use. And they are like spirits of animal companions or something, but they turn into, they turn into your weapons that you use. So, and then I guess they pick up different weapon forms that they can turn change into. But you have this little furry bear dog looking thing um, that ro- that runs with you, and then the other girl, you know, has a has a bird that turns into a bow. Your yours turns into a sword, and you can switch between the two characters on the fly depending on who you want to play. And uh, it's pretty fun. Um, it's a it's a top down or two-thirds view that kind of um but it's an action rpg you don't control the secondary character but you can uh set their actions to make them you know more aggressive or less aggressive to use healing items stuff like that so it's a very basic system at its heart but but uh it has actual pretty good voice acting and a lot of the stuff is voice acted and that's pretty good anime scenes the the cutscenes are pretty are pretty well done it's, it's not a it's kind of a looker, um, a, a lot of pastel colors, but I'm really enjoying it so far. It's um, it's a pretty good game, pretty good game. Um, if you does can it find compare it, to Fairy Fencer F at all, or is it kind of similar? Oh no, no, no! Fairy Fencer F <laughs> is so much better. Uh, don't even get me started. I really miss the game. I got to go back to that one because I was almost, I almost beat that game too. So, uh, but I, you know, the month of Xbox threw me for a loop. So now I have to, you know, get back into what I was doing. So, um. But no, it it reminds me of Fairy Fencer F, but it's it's more, um, it's not as tongue in cheek as Fairy Fencer F, and um, but it's it's it, it's in that same genre though, you know, the same vein. 
but it's not turn-based. This is an, a straight-up action RPG. You're running at slimes, and you it's cool because you can you get these little sigils that you that you can do, and it gives you different combos, uh, three attack combos that you can do with your characters, and then you can assign different power sigils, and you can assign different you know defense sigils, and you can do all this different stuff to customize your attack style. And I think that's where the meat and potatoes lies um, in the game so far. So, but I've been enjoying it. It's been pretty fun, um, and I probably will be playing it, uh, playing it more. Now, to uh, Hell Divers Two. Wow, man, that is a great game. That is a really fun game right there. Had had a ball playing with uh, Ace Black, playing with Christian, uh, playing with you know goonie and kev and joe and just it was just a lot of fun we had a lot of really clutch saves and we had a lot of really bad sad really silly 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 um interactions with each other with the with the stratagems i mean pooping out minds over there mind pooper yeah yeah i had this we were (laughs) So, so the cool thing about playing with Ace, Ace Black, is he's a streamer, and so he was streaming our content, and so he was able to clip a couple of uh, really funny, really funny choice moments of people getting shot in the head, uh, people being blown up by mines. Um, it's just, you know, it's it, it is really it's really funny. It's really funny. So once you post that in our Discord, you definitely need to take a look at it. There, the one particular with that Joe's talking about with the mines is we were getting swarmed by uh, we're at the extraction point and we're getting swarmed by bugs. And it's me, Christian, uh, Ace, uh, Joe and Joe. And we're sitting there trying to trying to hold hold the fort, hold the line, so to speak, while while the, the, the evac is coming. And we just keep dying. We just keep dying and keep dying and keep dying. And so I had tried these. I had this mine stratagem. So I called down the mine stratagem and it lands. It lands like right next to me. And then it starts spitting out mines all over the field. And so it starts killing everything, Joe included. And then, (laughs) and so Ace and, and Christian, you know, Neon, just hop in the just hop in the evac and just break out and they're like oops all right bye <laughs> and Joe's all like what come on man no and Joe, Joe and I get blown <laughs> up by the mines that I play so I figured if I'm gonna go out I'm gonna go out like a G straight up you know no lie <laughs> I took Joe with me like I, I, I want to say what what killed say. me is that I just got you know I died like maybe about 30 seconds prior. And so I basically got respawned. Yeah. And once I got respawned, I like literally like got out of my pod and walk one step and I blew, blew the fuck up. Excuse my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so again, so I just, we are, I'm just cackling. Like I'm just laughing. I, I don't know what it is, but I just start laughing laughing like crazy and i just i i literally had to like mute myself because i was laughing so hard about how it happened because it was it was just like oh man <laughs> it was just like it, it just it just tickled me like this something fierce and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god so i and i kept thinking this is finally revenge for that damn dark zone where joe made made me go rogue and i didn't want to 
if he got me <laughs> killed. And I'm thinking, yeah, karma, payback. That's what it's all about, baby. <laughs> mm. But but that game is is a hoot. If you don't have it, you definitely pick it up. The $40 is worth it. The commentary is hilarious. It is a straight ripoff of uh, Starship Troopers. Um, if Starship Troopers... Like it really like if they could have gotten the IP for Starship Troopers, they should have just called this Starship Troopers. But I'm so glad that they were able to create this game. It is just so much fun. It is so hilarious. Definitely play it if you have the ability to. I think that you will you, you will great you will be greatly impressed by by just how everything plays. Um, it just looks great. It's just a, it looks great. It plays great. Take the time, do yourself a favor, and uh, and pick it up. I, I honestly believe that you will be doing yourself a fabulous service if you do. Really, really worth it. Um, just so much fun. So, so much fun. Um, and even though I'm going to talk about it, even though it does have a uh, a super, it it has a it has a track, a um, a what what would you call it? A battle pass that you could buy for 10 bucks and you get some extra stuff and you get some extra stuff in it. Um, and they have a free one that everyone, everyone, everyone gets. And, and while they, while they do have some weapons that are tied to the, um, to the seasonal pass one, to my knowledge, you can still buy it normally within in credits. Cause you get, you get um, in game, uh, points that you could use in the store to purchase the the in-game the the real money currency that you can use then use to get stuff um, from the pay shop now i don't think you could do it from the paid track i think that's something that you literally have to pay for in order to get access to but you still are able to get um get uh in-game currency that you can transfer over to to the to the the victory bucks or whatever they're called virtual bucks or something that you can use to then buy um emotes and and whatever else not to say that any of this stuff is going to make you a better soldier um but you are expected to die and i at the 40 40 price game people some people online are saying that you know if you have to pay anything for a game you should not have a battle pass in which you have to pay money for um i'm thinking the one thing that's a saving grace for this game is the $40 price point. I think if it was a full price, 60 price game, $60 game, then yeah. Um, I think it would be sort of like, you know, in my opinion, taboo to do that, but because it's not my, my things, my thinking is like, well, you know, maybe they can, you know, maybe it is okay. Maybe it's not, I don't know. I would love to hear um, other people's opinions about that. Um, we actually have a news article talking about that with a uh, discussion with the president, yeah. CEO of um, Arrowhead. Arrowhead on yeah. here. So we'll talk about it in, in a bit. Yeah, and I, I, but I would love to hear what other people's thoughts are uh, regarding that because it is a sticky wicket uh, when you start thinking about um, stuff like that. So, um, but again, I, I've been having a blast with it. I cannot wait to to play it again. I really this is like this is one of those games where I really wish that um, in the future you could have like eight or 12 or 10 
man raids where you go up against the giant bug and there's like there's like a whole squad of people fighting up like you basically have one mission where it's a timed event that they maybe have once a month or every couple every two weeks where you and like you know like eight of your other friends or like seven of your other friends form a team of like eight people and you go and you all try to tackle this one objective and fight this giant bug or a giant mech or something i think that would be so cool the the game is just fantastic this is what i wanted from from a a sony first party multiplayer game really really good and and definitely well worth uh your forty dollars so that's it for me uh kev what about you buddy what have you been playing so my uh, sentiments of Helldivers are basically mimic uh, you guys' very good game, fun game. I jumped in late uh, in our game session, but um, I had to go through the tutorial and just kind of learning, getting my uh, bearings with the controls and whatnot, which are very good, very, very intuitive uh, I'm just old and my reflexes suck, so <laughs> it just took me a took me a minute to get the um, uh, the kind of the the muscle memory going, uh, but everything kind of flowed once I got into the actual game. So, I'm totally enjoying Hell Divers too. It, it's it, it's awesome. Um, played a little bit of uh, Grand Blue. I didn't I didn't get the opportunity to get into it as much as I had hoped this past week, but made some progress, beat a actually had my first challenging boss, which was the uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. Not uh, it, it. All I'll say is that was cold. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was cold. But it was the first. It was really the first boss that I faced that was a bit of a challenge, and um, it 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 was fun. I had to actually think a little bit how to address it. The only th- it did cheap it it did cheap shot me one time, and I'm still trying to figure out what happened. My character. I had just I gave my character the healing the the an area healing ability, the, that skill, or, or mastered that skill. And I had just healed up because it was like the, I mean, this thing was li- literally down to its last few slithers of health on, on the health bar. And it does this area attack. It wipes out my magician eel. Oh, yeah. But everybody else was still alive. And it said that we failed the mission. I, I don't understand what happened. I don't know if that was a glitch. Uh, I don't know if it had wiped us all out. And I had cast the area magic just a, a millisecond after the fact. I, I don't know. All I know is that my magic caster was KO'd. And everybody else was up and running. And we still got the uh, failed mission <laughs> on the screen. Oh. So I was just like, ah. Because uh, I'm I'm playing that on the hardest difficulty, um, and I, I it's it's a lot. It, it's fun. It, it's 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 really fun on on that on that level. So the that particular boss that I fought 
was really the first challenge that I had um, in that game, but it is it's fantastic. I'm probably I'm also going I don't I had thought about starting over because uh, I did watch that video about uh, going through the main story and then go building your characters or your favorite characters up through the quests. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm going to stick with with the route that I'm going on now because I've only added Lamia to my crew so far, and I've kind of I've all I was already kind of sp- spreading my points between uh, several of the characters anyway. So in a way, I was sort of doing that already. The only thing that I'm going to do is I had I'm probably going to switch back to EO as my magic user instead of um, oh I can't remember the name she's a, she's the the gal that uses the vine the magic vine oh Rosetta Rosetta yeah I think I think EO does more area effect damage than than Rosetta does uh, at least in at least in, at, at what I've seen and I kind of built built up Rosetta fairly high and i mean she's good she's a good character she puts in damage but her damage seems to be focused on one enemy oh. um, but eo just when she drops those uh i for lack of a better word meteor strikes in her in her uh and some just her regular magic attacks it just really kind of spreads a lot of damage across the entire battlefield so i kind of dig that instead so that's probably going to be my the switch that i make but still having fun with that game uh went back and uh jumped into the jumped into the uh bs bowl which is my steam deck (laughs) my steam Mm. deck uh uh would you call it uh modding not modding because i'm not doing anything to the hardware just trying to get get the some of this stuff to run so i can play my fan-made games and my and my arcade roms one thing it i don't know what happened um i don't know if the my dock the the usb port on my dock lost connection or what but i booted it up trying to take a look at uh double dragon again and the uh litris app said that oh the uh the executable file is missing can't run the game so i'm like okay what, what what's this all about i i go back into desktop mode look at the look at my usb drive and it's there and i'm like i okay this this is wonkers i don't know what's going on so i deleted everything on that drive i said i'll screw it i'll just start over went back on the went back downloaded the don't downloaded all of the doll uh those games again but instead i transferred them from my external USB drive, and I put them on the primary drive uh, that's in the Steam Deck itself. Because I bought a pretty hef- fairly hefty uh, micro micro uh, SD card for it, so I got plenty of space. 
So I figured maybe that will that will solve some things. And well, actually, it did. And yeah. I, I don't know what why, but I deleted those old files, downloaded everything again, put it on the primary, and uh, I was able to get Double Dragon to run uh, using my controller. Uh, was able to map everything pretty much the way I wanted. The only thing which I think is kind of odd is that when you're playing it on Windows, Windows recognizes the, uh, uh, I guess, the start button, but Litris does not recognize that button, even though it says it does. So when you're trying, when if you go to a game over state in that game, and you hit the that that's that start button it doesn't register so you have to register uh start as either l3 or r3 which i thought was kind of interesting but it's not that it's not a big deal so i was able to do that was able to play my play double dragon i went ahead and downloaded some other games i found a beat em up with the world heroes characters called world heroes justice oh lord uh, <laughs> I mean, so, it sounds awesome. Yeah, Rasp. Yeah, oh. it's actually it's actually kind of dope. Um, the it it's the quote unquote hero characters against the quote unquote bad characters in that game. So you can be um, what's the name? The gal with the sword, uh, the Bruce Lee clone, and um, uh, a Michizuki. And it's like you're fighting against Ray and uh, the the Sagat clone and a couple other people and a couple other people. So it's. It uh, I mean, it sounds good. I'm only doing that because it's like, wow. Like, are you are you getting your fighting games mixed? Up? It sounds like Fighters History to me, not the World Heroes. So. No, it's World Heroes. They they. Oh, okay. It, it's it's the uh, but uh, World it's. World Heroes characters mixed in with Fighters History characters. It, it, oh, okay, okay. World Heroes Justice. Uh, the and like the dude, the Guile clone, uh, the the uh, Guile uh, clone. I forget what his name is, but yeah, you fight you fight all those guys using the hero characters from World Heroes. It, it's actually I haven't played it yet. I saw a video uh, my on my YouTube. Uh, picks for that game uh that is app it, it looks bananas so i said yeah i gotta check that out and i also downloaded uh trouble in south town which is a um <laughs> fighters uh not fighters history but art of fighting beat em up so yeah okay this game is like it's supposed to finish it from start to go from start to finish it's almost 20 hours, according to the wow. the video that I saw. And it is this really in-depth um, beat-em-up. It's 2D beat-em-up, so it's kind of like... Uh, but you're, you're, the only thing that's kind of bad about it is you're fighting a whole bunch of clones. Like, for some reason, they got uh, Joe Higashi as, as a bad guy. And so you fight a whole bunch I, of Joe Higashis for some uh, reason. Joe Higashi, <laughs> yeah, which I thought was kind of weird, but yeah, he's uh, a good guy. you go, th- you it, you're, you can play as Robert Garcia, um, 
Rio or or uh, oh gosh, what's the what's Rio's sister's name? Uh, Yumi, I think, or it starts with a Y, I think. But you're all out training in the woods somewhere in Japan, and it's time to go home because you got to meet uh, Takuma. And when you get you get you get home, Takuma's gone missing, and all clues lead to Southtown. So you head over there. And it just starts this long, what seems to be pretty dope story, uh, all things considered. Like you meet all the characters from um, f- like uh, uh, Art of Fighting. Uh, you meet um, uh, Kushnud during the storyline, which is kind of dope. Uh, it, it, there's a, there seems to be like a whole lot to it. And you do more than than fight. Like there's some driving scenes. There's, I mean, they put in a lot of effort into this game. Sounds like it. Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I found the World Heroes game. It's called World Heroes Supreme Justice Extra. Is what it's called. So. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, um, but I downloaded that, and I downloaded Legend of the Double Dragon, which is the uh, super, and actually the guy who created the super NES, super NES version of Double Dragon, worked on this along with a couple other people. Um, probably one of the most in-depth beat-em-ups you can play, and you can get it for free. It's like you got multiple fighting styles. You've got uh, combination moves. You've got uh, uh, killer instinct combos that you can do is absolutely ridiculous so sounds like i was able to get all those games loaded and put on the primary so now what seems to be the only obstacle that i have left is the is the roms um and i did a little bit more digging on youtube for that and I found some leads to some archive websites that uh, are not sketchy. Uh, (laughs) So I might, I might try my hand uh, with that again uh, at some point, but yeah, so that was my, my steam deck uh, BS section that I had. Um, But the last couple of things um, I, I, I have these, um, they're by Prism. They're these wireless uh, earbuds that I got for for use with uh, for gaming. And for some reason, I couldn't get the the dongle to connect uh, to the to the console to the PS5. And I was struggling, struggling, trying to figure out what the heck is the issue. And was with the and as usual with tech, the simplest pro, the simplest solution or the simplest thing is usually the problem and the problem was i bought this uh usb hub uh specifically for the console it was only like five bucks so uh, five or six bucks so i'm not really out of anything it's too late i've kept it for too long um so i can't send it back but the usb c port on it was not working for some reason so that was the problem but in in the interim, thinking that you know that these earbuds weren't working, um, I I have some end zones, so the uh, the the Sony end zones. But I'm I'm just going to go ahead and keep them. 
because I am kind of curious about the, because you can use that, uh, it's not surround sound, it's, uh, what do they call that, uh, perspective audio, or it is some kind of uh, audio, uh, environmental audio that you can use. So like it's, it was somebody's walking near you, it'll sound like that in whatever. Uh, you talk about compatible. virtual surround sound. I don't, well, it's probably the same thing, but Sony calls it something different. I just can't yeah. remember what it's called. Well, you got the new ones with the planner magnetic um, drivers, I think, right? Yeah. Planner magnetic drivers. Okay, cool. Planner <laughs> magnetic drivers, yes. Not planter yeah. like planter peanuts, but planner. <laughs> Let's see about planter fasciitis. <laughs> so they, they've got um, noise canceling and all this, and all this, and they were actually on sale. Uh, they had reduced by a few dollars, and I used a gift card that I got uh, over Christmas break uh, to knock the price down of those even more. So I'm going to keep the prisms because the prisms are really good. Um, they fit in my ear really well, so I can use them for other stuff. The, the end zones, unfortunately, I can't use them with my uh, phone because uh, iPhone doesn't support that particular Bluetooth codec. But I can use them for my um, my Android tablet. So because Android the the Android tablet supports that that particular codec. So uh, I have multiple uses for that. And like the last thing I'll mention is I watched what has probably now become my favorite, or will become because I only saw the first episode, my uh, favorite anime series. Now it's called Ninja Kamui, hmm. and oh my gosh, it is if if the Punisher was a ninja, that's what Ninja Kamui is. Oh, uh, it it's modern times. These guys have advanced advanced tech, and some of the best choreographed fight scenes I have seen in an anime since Ninja Scroll. Uh, I would say that as good as as Demon Slayer's fight scenes are, the one that I saw just in the first episode of Ninja Kamui is probably better. And there's not a whole lot of focus on, like, the special moves. Even though they exist in it, it's really all about just straight-up hand-to-hand combat or uh, sword-on-sword combat. It, it is... It is brutal as all get out. I'm watching it. It's airing on Adult Swim. I'm surprised they air it. they're they airing it, to be perfectly honest. I mean, dudes get beheaded. People's arms get chopped off. Blood flying everywhere. It is, the, it, it is my type of anime for sure. Mm. I am just really surprised that they are, that they are airing it on... Um, on Adult Swim. Now, granted, it comes on like at midnight, so <laughs> I guess it's yeah. like, you know, kids wow. should be up that late anyway, but it is, it is brutal. It is just, it, it is really good. And, and they, and uh, Saturday was the first episode, so I'm really looking forward to watching that. So that has been what I've been up to this past week. So that's going to push us to our uh, next topic on our docket, 
the hold the line edition of the of the vessel line. All right, Daisy got the mic, bro. Wow. So as you can see, Kevin was over here holding the line. And um, uh, for y'all that don't know or the uninitiated, Vessel Line basically is is us. Uh, during our main event, we ask we, we ask a question, and then the three of us answer it. You know, give our thoughts on the question, and then we we, we pose that question to uh, our listeners and the people who are a part of our Discord will basically respond um and this these are their responses uh the question that we asked on our last episode was uh what are your thoughts about using walkthroughs have you ever used one um and we had a bunch of folks uh come in and give us their thoughts because um it's one of those things that everyone probably used it from time to time uh but you never really kind of thought about it you know, so John BT says, so I was a big user of guides in the old days. Like Joe, I called 1-800-US-SEGA and got printouts of guides and maps sent for Miracle Warriors and Fantasy Star and many other games. I also used to frequent the Sierra Online BBS. Wow, he is old, <laughs> which was a local call for me and found many guides and their er- for their early computer games. Later, I too used GameFAQs to get tips and walkthroughs. I love how all their files were ASCII or ASCII formatted so people could draw out maps using asterisks on a grid. Again, I'm much too young for all of this nonsense. So (laughs) Uh, now I just look up things when I'm stuck or am really trying to get all items or something. Just beating a game is way more straightforward than it was in the old, in the old, in the days of early RPGs where you could spend 20 hours just looking for a way to advance a story. As Kev says, no one's got time for that. I would agree, sir. Yeah, spending like those old school RPGs. See, I can never get into Fantasy Star just because of crap like that. Like, I am not trying to walk around a forest uh, in first person or in a dungeon trying to understand what's going on. For me, that was not fun. So, um, I didn't start really getting into RPGs until until much later uh, when I was really able to really kind of appreciate it and think that this is part of it. You know, going on an adventure is sometimes not knowing where you're going. So, um, but the whole thing about having to just kind of walk around and, and figure out stuff, I was not for that. That's why the, fir- the first Final Fantasy was really kind of hard for me and the first Dragon Warrior. In all those games, uh, although I didn't really get into Dragon War, mostly because of the first-person battle battle view, I was so used to the second, uh, the second, uh, sorry, the 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 side-to-side way. Like that was the way that I played. But um, but yeah, I could totally understand um, where you old timers are coming from. So, <laughs> uh, who are you calling uh, an old timer here? You? Uh, you, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. Uh, Goonie adds on, uh, I don't see an issue with people using walkthroughs. Play the game how you want as long as you aren't hurting anyone else, IG or e.g. online cheaters slash bots. I have nothing but respect for those individuals who spent the time playing through an entire game over and over again to then spend the time writing up guides on sites like GameFAQs to help others. I have no issue using a walkthrough when I am stuck or I'm achieve, achievement hunting. Adulthood sucks and your free time is limited. So why spend it bashing your head against something you can't figure out? 
again, same sentiments. I, I 100% agree. I remember one, um, there was one uh, streamer that I watched who is all about like uh, cheat codes and all this other stuff because he's like, look, if you're playing a game and the and the developer puts in a cheat code or puts in all these other different codes. I mean, you remember some of those old games had secret codes that you could do to like get a big head or do this or do that. And and it's in there. Use it. You know, it's your game, you know, play the game how you want. If you want to cheat at it, cheat at it. You know, if you want to cut something to do something else, fine. You know, it's your game. Play it how you want. Goonie it was 100% right. Um, so, Joe, what are your thoughts about this? Anything else pop up? Because I know you were one of those people that were like had an ASCII and you had like maps and like uh, when you should have been studying in high school, you know, high school algebra class, you're sitting here, you know, drawing out a map of like, you know, Dungeon 3 of Fantasy Star 2. You know, what were, are you there for that, <laughs> sir? Like, are you feeling that? I mean, I mean, obviously him mentioning Miracle Warriors, that's another game that on the Sega Master System where I was playing for months and kind of was banging my head because you had to go pixel hunt for like items and that kind of thing on the map. And so, yeah, uh, you know, those old RPGs, I remember playing Ultima on NES, which was a port of an old computer RPG from back in the day. I, I tried to play that, too. And I was like, no, thank you. So it just depends on the tolerance and whatnot. I tried to play Wizardry on the NES too, and that was just mm-hmm. kind of nuts with all that first-person dungeon crawling and that kind of thing. So yeah, you know, no, so. I totally agree with you. It it is it's really kind of crazy to to think that 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 was think that that was out there, and there are people that actually just you know do that, and they just and there's people that that hunt. And what Goonie was saying about like people who would go through and beat a game multiple times just to create a a, a walkthrough. It's like, you know, those folks are doing the Lord's work because I would well, not do that. It could be a different type of gamer. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of in the same lines of those same gamers that do speed running, you know, kind of thing where they just want to break a game. They want to know the in game inside and out on there. <laughs> and if you might might like a game so much that you actually want to do that and get to know the game is so finite. It's like, it's kind of nuts. You know, my one of my first memories of actually uh, looking at this is I remember back, I'm talking about when I was young. I'm talking about 11, 12 years old. And um, I used to read electronic games, not EGM, but um, electronic games from like back in the early 80s. And they had an Easter egg uh, for uh, the game adventure on the Atari 2600. It's like one of the first like uh, RPGs, and I remember playing that. But they had an Easter egg in the game, and you had to do a, a series of different uh, sequences as going as far as going to different screens or whatnot. But the designer actually went ahead and put a screen in with his name on the actual dungeon on here, and so he actually hid that in the game as an Easter egg, and pretty much. Uh, I took the time to actually go in and learn that game enough so I could go in and, and I did the Easter egg based on the guide uh, that I had in the magazine. So so I remember doing that. That was yeah. like one of my first memories, you know, be, being being 11, 12 years old, just kind of getting to the minutia a little bit. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But I can totally understand, you know, wanting to one exactly being in the minutia of of going through and really feel like you're doing something you know especially when you're finding out all these hidden secrets um it's funny i was uh 
I watch a lot of YouTube, like a lot of YouTube. It's, it's I, I really enjoy YouTube as a as a as a cultural movement for people to be able to put stuff on online. Um, it's just very interesting to see the stuff that you can get in there. And I was watching this thing, and it was a challenge about like arcanoids. And you remember that arcanoid, the 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 thing that yeah, the breakout breakout from Taito. Exactly. Yeah. So there was these like it was at of course it was at a gaming show or something, and there was this you know guy who looked like a straight up gamer, and there was another another guy who had this like long goatee and this crazy like Larry David hair, but it was even bigger than Larry David's hair with like balding. So he looked like this weird sort of Eggman, but he was like super skinny and they were brothers and one of the brothers. So they were doing this thing where they're talking about Arknoid and how they actually had played it so much that they had, they were doing like speed. People have done like speed runs of these classic games and, and they're playing it with like the classic controller and they're, they had played it and they were like making guides about how to, um, how to like beat it a certain way and how you can, you, you can like clip into different things. And it's just, it's just the amount of like work that goes into that and the amount of um, thought is just like, it's just insane. But you know, that's, that's what people want to do. And that's, and it's, and it's gratifying, you know, for people to be able to do that. And I'm like, wow, you know, um, but people are super into it. And I, and I, I love it. I love it for them to be able to do that. Uh, Kev, is, did did any of these uh, comments strike a nerve with you? Um, I know for I know for me, just play, well. When you mentioned Arkanoid, it was funny because uh, the homie Damon, his cousins, he has a cousin who was a beast at Arkanoid. Like, yeah. He could just like on one quarter practically because I think there's like a at the end of the game, there's a giant face like this. Um, if oh, I'm no. remembering correctly, this uh, uh, Max Headroom looking thing that you have to that you have to take out at the end of it. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think you're right. And it's like thirty five levels of just. Going yeah, through. it was thirty five levels. Yeah. Uh, Kelly could get to that like on wow. a quarter i i actually actually saw him do that i mean he was like and wasn't it he didn't you know i don't i don't know if he he was just really really good at the game so uh so yeah when you mentioned arc when you when you mentioned arkanoid i i zone out it's like yeah that was that was kelly's jam i remember back in the day so I'm like yeah but yeah i get it man it's just like you know Game facts uh, and a, and a, uh, which was my go-to for fighting games. Um, adulthood sucks, especially for people like me. Like I've said before, my desire to game has not has never gone down. It is just I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I feel you. I totally. I thought when you said adulthood, I thought you told when you said adulthood sucks. I totally thought that that was like another another uh, website. (laughs) There probably is. Probably is a website. It is that is like made me laugh so hard. I was thinking, oh damn, like we are cornering the market. Adulthood does suck. You know, let's let's make that website. Um, But I can totally understand what 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 you're saying, and I can totally understand. your meaning when it comes to um when it comes to like 
how you want to spend your time and and the ownership of your game. This is your game. You can play it however you want. Don't you know be crazy about it. Um, Did any of you guys have a game genie? Uh, no. Joe had a game shark. (laughs) There was uh, real quick. There was they there were some game genie codes in EGM for Street Fighter 2. I had the Game Genie for the Super Super NES. And there were these two codes and I just happened to cuz there was a you could enter multiple codes in Game Genie, but I mean if you did that, usually what would happen is your game would just crash. Yeah. Um but there were these two particular codes that were not at all related to the cheats you could do in Street Fighter 2, but if you entered them and you chose Zangief, it gave him telekinesis, but- meaning that you could be on one side <laughs> of the screen and you can do a pile driver and whoever you're facing, no matter where they are on the screen, is just is going to is going to feel the effect. Like you could throw them, like that overhand throw that that the over the shoulder throw that Zangief could do, the pile driver uh the the uh the grab and like crushing you know the, the claw move that he would put his hand on your face and, uh, 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 you could do all that and it, it it didn't matter where your opponent was so you could put that game like on the hardest level and get all the way to bison even bison's cheap <laughs> cheap moves well, you <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do anything against them no <laughs> You couldn't do anything against them. Yeah, it was it was so it was a it was a, a blast to play, and I discovered that on my own. It, it was like I said, they were codes that did. I don't even remember what the original codes did. I just was like, gee, I wonder what would happen if I put started putting multiple codes in, and I put two that those particular two ones two codes in. And I just happened to pick Zangief just to see what it would do. And lo and behold, that was the result. Did you ever have a game genie, Joe? I never really. Uh, no, I never like actively so, used the game so. genie. So. Yeah, I didn't think you did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I had a game doctor, but that's a whole other thing in a nutshell. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um wanted to say one thing uh, a while back we had a we had a conversation about ai and gaming and will d uh responded so just want to let you know that even if you want to respond to something that was on an older episode definitely let us know and we'll read it um and and chop it up in our in, in our vessel line so will d says i get i get hung up on the semantics of ai is it really ai i still find it uh i still find the current uh, rendition of AI, i.e., reactive AI or limited memory AI, to be a, to be a scratch from theory of mind or aware or self awareness. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, there to be to be clear, there are no to to my knowledge, there are no self aware AI. AI is just uh, or or machine learning is is just they're basically um, they all they're doing is just um, putting together an algorithm of everything that they've been taught in order to answer the question most efficiently. So they don't know why they're answering the question or, and they can't go beyond that. All they know is from what I, from what I have read, this is my answer to, to, to said query. You know, they can't, um, they, they can't think, you know, on their own supposedly. 
that's for me. So for me, a query and subsequent answer using limited memory AI, i.e. using chat GPT, cannot be considered as unique work because of the source from which answers are derived. Yeah. And so any high-level production, e.g. write-ups for school, i.g. rendered art, should be highly subject for plagiarism and or violation of copyright, even in its most basic form, which is protected under the U.S. Constitution. This method of using AI has zero place in making video games and other media. That said, I don't see anything wrong in using AI to help draw natural landscapes, create individual plants, create patterns in walls or skies, uh, create planets. The difference here is emulating or altering something natural. There are other similar, similar ca use cases. And I think that's that's where the legality comes into it, though, because AI, AI is learning how to draw that plant from other people's uh, renditions of what a plant looks like. You know, I think that's where it comes from. You know, so you could have a plant that that looks like how Michelangelo drew it, or you could have a pattern um, that looks like you know Picasso drew. Um, and it'll and it'll spit back what it has in its database. You know, it cannot create anything new on its own. Uh, and I think that's what people are 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 really kind of upset about, you know, because some people say that even though something as mundane as a natural landscape, they're pulling it from other landscape artists. And I think that's where people are like, well, how are, why are they not crediting? you know, other, uh, the, the artists that they come from. I think one of the ways that you could use AI, uh, is for inspiration. And I think that's what people should be for me personally. That's what AI should be doing. If you, if, cause if you were to ask mid journey or one of the other large AI, uh, art softwares, if you were to say, you know, query or image, uh, black elf, Jerry curl, this and that it'll spit out for, you know, four different pictures of what it considers an amalgamation of all of the different uh, iterations that it could find online or, or within its database of what that thing looks like. And then you could use that as inspiration and say, okay, I can possibly use this from there, that from there, and then you create the artwork yourself. I think that's where AI could be used uh, in a much more holistic or humanistic way because you were not letting the AI drive the art. You're using the AI in, in order to uh, create something that inspires the artist. And I think if we're able to do that or, or, or work that out, I think that might be a better way of using AI, you know, more quote unquote morally, you know, but that's just my rough rendition because, you know, I follow a lot of artists who are very, very angry about AI and 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 the 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 thoughts about plagiarism and, and copyright and, and all the other legalisms that that could be raised uh, from using AI unethically. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that's going to be happening and we're going to be seeing it a lot um, in the future, given how prevalent it is. Um, do, uh, Joe, do you have anything to add to what Will D was talking about regarding the AI and gaming? You know, it's just a, it's it's just a fine line as far as you know. Like you said, I get hung up too. 
if it's just something to where it's just pulling like uh, search engines and bringing up stuff and as far as being able to consider it as being original versus just stuff pulled from a database and you know it just depends on how it's used and as far as uh, if it's a tool that's great if it's something that's used in lieu of actually being a creative um, using a, a creative endeavor I would kind of have questions for it. So, yeah, I, I but, agree with you know, 100%. Like the Foam Stars people using it to create album covers. Obviously, an artist could have taken the time to create all those album covers if need be. But as long as they put enough variables and in, in, in they're cool with the way the art came out, I mean, if they're getting the same effect as if they um, had an artist create an entire, you know, uh, Album, a list of albums for the different tracks on on the in the particular game. I don't have any issue with it whatsoever. So yeah, again, it just it just comes into an intent, you know, and that's why I'm thinking, you know, because artists and people study the old masters, you know, like Rembrandt, Picasso, you know, Jim Lee, whatever, and then that that informs their style. There's no reason why AI can't do that as well. You know, um, it's just using AI in 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 substitute of, you know, you know, a human hand. That's where it gets to be a little bit tricky. Uh, Kev, would you like to add anything to, to the topic? Uh, the only thing that I will say is that whenever a new technology is introduced to the general public, you got to remember that the that same type of technology the government is multiple generations ahead mm. i have i have listened to people talk about the stuff that they're working on with regards to ai and it's literally terrifying yeah literally terrifying if yeah. they can achieve just half of the shit that they're trying to do uh it will be skynet <laughs> trust and believe so i i have no doubt that the you know chat gpt is just is just pulling databases throughout the internet and just throwing stuff together in a in a in a coherent way uh i guarantee you there are some ai programs that are multiple 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 times uh more efficient than what we as the general public have access to. Oh, You're talking definitely. about millet, you know, the people that are, have uh, government contracts, private industry that's working on this stuff. Um, they were talking. They were literally talking about uh, computers uh, that could upgrade themselves when I was in computer camp in like middle school. Uh, and some of the um, scientific, you know, those people. I heard there's a specific name for technologists who, whose job is just to uh, think up future technologies, whether or not there is a a scientific basis for it or not. I mean, I always thought they were just sci-fi authors and you know people that made sci-fi movies, but there's a specific. And I can't remember what it's called, but they were they were coming up with ideas of like, well, in the future, we'll have computers that, you know, when certain parts uh, become outdated, it will 
uh, literally be able to upgrade itself, like utilize the parts that are already in it and reconfigure them into into something that's better. And they were talking about that stuff in in like the 80s. And (laughs) if they've if they were talking about that stuff, then I guarantee you that some of this stuff has come to fruition already. We just don't know about it. So, um, so yeah, I, AI is here to stay. We, we're, we, we, we have, uh, we have the, uh, uh, cliff notes version of it, but, um, you know, we just have to hope that, that people, uh, have a have a grasp on what this stuff is and what it's actually trying to do but from some of the stuff that i've read uh some of the stuff that i've heard i don't i don't trust nothing these these eggheads do (laughs) i just just really don't there you go so uh yeah so uh thank you so much um both to uh, John Beachy, Goonie, and Will D for your feedback. Love to hear it. Um, if you want to know how to join our Discord, that way you can respond to our main event questions in our um, vessel lines, please uh, stay tuned Stay tuned till the end, as Kevin will let you know how to do that. But you know who follows me. It's the Jabroni Gaming News. All right, thank you, sir. You're welcome, sir. All right, so uh, first topic on our docket for news this episode. We're going to kind of follow up what we talked about last episode, and it has to do with the future of Xbox. So right now we're kind of in a holding pattern right now. Uh, Phil Spencer basically gone went on X and stated that we've heard your, you know, issues and we're listening and we hear you what he stated we've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of xbox stay tuned so and as we made mention uh last episode we talked about all the games that were rumored to be multi-plats on here um one that we didn't talk about last episode but came out after our last episode was that um that someone has heard uh, a reputable source of course they're all reputable quote unquote but the, <laughs> that the, uh, there's a gears of war collection uh, in development it's been kind of long rumored that the coalition has been working on a gears of war collection kind of like the master chief collection uh but uh it's rumored that that will drop on other platforms including playstation on there so so and of course what's happening in the last week too is that you know we kind of mentioned a little bit uh in in our last episode that you know noted xbox influencers like you know tim dog we were mentioning last last episode was uh just having some you know hard times dealing with the fact of everything that's going uh, on there's a Another, you know, person noted uh, influencer on X called Clobril. Uh, Clobril. There you Cobril. go. Yeah, Cobril. Yeah, Cobril. Yeah. yeah, 
He is one of the most well-known personalities in the Xbox community. He has over 158,000 followers on X. He's followed by both Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and all of its entire entire marketing and PR leadership team. And basically, basically went on X and stated, this time listening will not be enough. This time execution, credibility, and connection with previously made statements and moving forward moving towards fans is all that will matter for me for your brand and for your community so he has basically gone and stated that uh he's retiring his persona online so he said the baseline for being this persona is always the trust and credibility of the brand i support and my excitement for the path ahead all of these three are at an all-time low right now. I made the decision, depending on what's next or what's or its scale, to take significant steps back and reduce the clobrile persona or eventually even retire it. So, so there's quite a bit of few influencers that, you know, basically are just kind of over it. Um, there's one in Xbox influencer. Uh, Kung Kiru on here. He has like about 800 followers or whatnot, but uh, he went ahead and posted his uh, GameStop receipt. He, you know, basically traded in Series X and all of his games on there. So he yeah. said goodbye. Goodbye to the Series X. He went to go trade his credit in. I'm not sure if he bought a PlayStation 5 instead. Yeah, he did buy a PS5 and he bought $300 worth of Steam cards. So, wow. of course, you know. You know, people just react and kind of go from there. But uh, uh, also, there's been some other rumors too about Xbox, and so we're kind of we'll talk about next episode what the Phil Spencer uh, responses and the whole business um, object objective on there. But uh, another rumor kind of popped up too about the future of Xbox, according to rumor. The next-gen Xbox console will not be designed by the same team that originally designed the Series X and S and also the Xbox One X as well on here. Uh, this industry insider is claiming that the project has been reassigned to Microsoft's Surface division. The purported move implies that the next Xbox console could be released much later than the PS6 because... Basically, they had to go back to the drawing board on there. And then there was another rumor stating that the fact that they were kind of shopping around uh, for their GPU and they were going to NVIDIA and also to Intel. Uh, but they recently gone back to AMD uh, as far as developing a contract. And so they're behind uh, PlayStation uh, specifically because PlayStation's already had numerous contracts with AMD for both the PlayStation 6 and also a rumored PlayStation Portable that's in development. So, But what's going on right now is that um, they have, like I stated, removed the prior development team that developed both the Series X and S and it's gone to the Microsoft Surface team. And so they are working on because, you know, God forbid, if you don't can't innovate, you might want to, you know, see what other people are doing. And so the rumor right now is, is that there is an Xbox handheld console that you could dock like a Nintendo oh Switch. Gosh. Yes. So so they oh said gosh. basically that just it's a rumor being, right now. That's the rumor. But the Microsoft Surface team is working on basically creating a uh, handheld console. 
that will be able to be docked and you'll be able to use it and so on and so forth. Uh, as far as according to the rumors, it might be not as powerful or as powerful as maybe a Series S, possibly yeah. a Series X on there. It's kind of their comparable like Series S successor, the the handheld, because the handheld will kind of be their low lower powered console that you could also play on your TV. So on and so forth. So we'll have to see if this is indeed true. You know, uh, last but not least, I know people have said Phil Spencer made a statement to Microsoft employees this week stating that they are not getting out of the console business, that consoles will still continue to come from Xbox. So that's good. Stated. So, but uh, that's pretty much all for now there's some speculation too as well that talking about the future of game pass and that obviously call of duty is not going to be on game pass day one and there's might be a move to move some of the other microsoft first party titles now that blizzard and activision are in the box that maybe you will not get every first party game day one on games pass so they might want you to actually buy the game for 70 bucks and be able to you know make back the investment that they made into their product so i guess they're saying it's time to put up or shut up i guess i don't know that's kind of kind of modify things a bit because you know it's one thing to expect the game pass to push the envelope as far as the amount of subscribers but if that flatlines if they're investing all this money into developing like a new halo a new gears of war a new Diablo, a new Overwatch, whatever you want to title all the games they have in their wheelhouse. It's just a point that it might not make the most money for them um, it being day one on Game Pass, especially if Game Pass is not able to be placed on every screen and device known to man. I mean, that's their um, kind of block right now. So, so we're probably looking at more of a... Th- third-party approach but i'm kind of curious as far as how they're gonna still support the xbox and at the same time and also try to be everything to everyone which usually does not work in my opinion so they need to stay in one lane and do that lane well in my opinion that's what they need to kind of decide what they're going to do they're not going to say okay we're going to bring some of our games to other console platforms and then also decide okay we're going to have a strong console as well i mean they don't necessarily have to be the the lead league the head console like the number one console as long as they have an individual thing to say and as far as a unique kind of angle i don't mind them being just like kind of like a nintendo where they're going to do their own thing but they need to commit to that one thing and they need to do it well so and that's the thing. I don't know if they're really doing things well at the moment because it seems like it's just, you know, I, w- I want a Microsoft that is innovating and coming out with new titles. And, you know, I don't want just Halo, Gears, and Forza because I don't really care about Halo, Gears, and Forza. And I want the company that, you know, brought the original Halo to market, brought the original Gears of War to market. I want them to take some risks. I even say Sony needs to make, maybe take more risk with their first party stuff too. So, but that's a older thing in the nutshell. So any thoughts, Kev? That Microsoft ain't coming back. They're gone. 
the, your, you, it would require a complete top-down restructuring of their corporate of their uh, 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 corporate staff. The people that have made those decisions have already spent that money. Yeah, and that that company is not coming back. And what Phil Spencer says, oh, we, we, we we're going to continue to to be in the console race or in or in the console market space. Yeah, space that could just be a, the equivalent of a of a of a dongle that plugs into your USB port or your your uh, um, uh, HDMI port in the back of your TV set, like, you know, like a like a Fire Stick. Then they they could call that a console. So again, nothing. Phil needs to just be quiet until it's time to speak about this situation. Because with the more he when he said, "Oh, we're here. We listen to you. Is we're come. We're we're doing this business meeting next week." And business meetings are now are they're after being quiet about. All of their numbers, whether it's Game Pass growth, whether it's console sales, now we're going to have this business meeting and where they're, they're going to start telling us all this stuff. Just be quiet and come up and, and do something when it's time to speak to quell the confusion and the implosion of your community because that's what's going on the the xbox gaming community is imploding like a dead star upon itself and one of the things and you can hear it in these comments like cobril was saying you know my persona so you i'm trying to so you really weren't serious about all this you know this this nonprofit work <laughs> that you were doing, you know, as as Puerto Rock might say, as Puerto Rock would say, you're doing all this nonprofit work for Microsoft, this multi-billion dollar company shilling. And now you feel that, well, my persona is now going to be retired. So were you actually really an Xbox fan to begin with? Mm-hmm. Were you actually an Xbox gamer to begin with? When when they were doing all this stuff that so many people could see was not going to work, yet you still towed the line and put out the put as if you had marching orders. So which was it? Are you being yourself and just being a super fan? Are you or are you? basically the equivalent of someone of, a, of an employee and maybe you're just getting paid in access rather than than getting a check well he's an influencer i mean let's be let's let's keep it a buck he's an influencer and he got and his his influence much like every influence influencer like he's paid with those with those likes and he's given extra stuff he probably doesn't make any money off of it but he gets different perks. He gets access. You know, influencers are paid with access. That's what that's about. And if he's tired of of that, then he's moving on to to something else now. So I, I think. It, well, I think it probably. I think to be completely honest, 
it, he started out, and this is again, I don't know the person, I don't listen to them, but to my knowledge, most most influencers start off as people who actually like the brand or enjoy the brand or 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 have some kind of you know the brand gives them some kind of joy or something and then they kind of devote and create this persona in order to do more for the brand in order to you know get something from said brand i mean that's that's what it is and so they're they're using their platform to get this this stuff and so now he it's either it's either that they believe that they can't get anything from the platform anymore or, or that it's not worth their their time and their effort in order to do it. You know, I think that's really what's happening. You know, either, you know, either either it's not it's not lucrative enough, you know, for whatever, or he's not happy. You know, it could be many things, but but at this point it just seems like he's not into whatever they're doing. And so he is he's leaving it, letting it, letting it go. So to see if he was a super fan you know, or anything like that. He probably was at one time, but then he started to get the perks and then there that kind of changed what it's all about. You know, because once you start getting those, you know, those perks, you kind of become a pitch a pitch, you know, person for them. You become a mouthpiece mouth mouthpiece for them. You know, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just, you know, you gotta you gotta get in where you fit in. But I don't know if you know, I would hope that they started as a as a fan and then parlayed this into something more like that's that's the hope. But I have no idea if they have or not. So, yeah, it, it just seems very it seems very disin, disingenuous. Genuous? Yeah, it seems all very disingenuous from 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 all parts. So, yeah. you know, we'll see next week, hopefully what what falls out from all this stuff. But if you're going to if you're going to be if you're going to be in a console market then then have a focus on that but it sounds like if the rumors are to be true it's not Xbox calling the shots with their console market decisions it's going to be Microsoft well yeah and I mean, that's the whole that's probably the bigger problem and it's probably probably been Microsoft making those decisions what we know is Microsoft making those decisions uh, since this whole Game Pass thing started. Yeah. So ultimately, but, Phil is not the uh, end all be all at Microsoft. I mean, Sadia. No, Sadia is calling the shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll just kind of see. Uh, hopefully, Xbox fans out there, you'll get something that you can live with on there. That you know, I know some people take. You know, they want to have value out of the box that they buy, per se. But I'm, for me, at least, you know, I have Game Pass for the next couple of years. You know, last episode was a little bit like, oh, I'm down, well, I'm going to sell my Xbox. I'm, I'm going to leave it. I already have an investment in there, you know. And they'll see what they kind of bring to the table. I mean, if they bring stuff out on other platforms, I'll weigh depending as far as if I want to play on the Series X or if I want to wait if there's a time delay as far as it coming out on another platform. You know, maybe it's a double-dip situation, play on Game Pass, and then when the uh, Super the Greatest version comes out for other platforms, I'll pick it up on PlayStation 5 Pro or whatever it's going to come up uh, out on. You know, It just depends on 
how things work, you know. I'd be super surprised if Game Pass comes out on PlayStation or That ain't gonna happen. Switch. I don't yeah. I don't see that happening. When they're trying to sell you plus and then they're gonna have you, you know, hey, you can also get Game Pass and get all these other games when there's there's also a whole lot of crossover with that. Yeah. I don't even I I don't see that happening uh, happening ever. They they'd be they'd be silly for doing something like that. Um maybe the only thing I, only could, thing? I could see it working if it's like you know like Ubisoft has their service, EA has their service if it's just their first party titles and no other indies, no other other games like Persona or anything like that, just straight up Microsoft titles. Bethesda titles Maybe. wrapped up in one package. Mm, like for possibly, 10 bucks a month or something like that. Yeah, like, you know, right now Ubisoft Plus is not on PlayStation. They do have the Ubi Classics as part of PlayStation Plus Extra on there. But on Xbox, you know, you you can get, like, pay seventeen ninety nine a month to get Ubi Plus on both PC and Xbox, and that gives you the full catalog of Ubisoft games. So, kind of, kind of like if you're subscribing, it's like Peacock or Paramount Plus or something along that lines, just for games on there. So, so I could Told easily, you. I could, I could think of a Microsoft where they're going to pull a, a, like a truncated Game Pass with just Halo, Gears, other first-party stuff, Bethesda titles like Fallout, maybe Sea of Thieves. And throw it on the service. I could see where if it's not going to be like get a full 100 plus games <laughs> on PlayStation. It's just Microsoft first party that it might. You know, Sony might want that want, want that 30 percent cut. Who knows? 30 <laughs> mm, percent out of that 17 dollars a month putting your. I don't know. That it's, it, it's, it is weird. <laughs> it, it, it would be kind of odd, but who knows what happens. It's, it's been strange. I, I think if Microsoft pulled out the console market entirely and put Game Pass on Switch and PlayStation, it'd probably have to be only if they decided to pull out the console market. Yeah, that's the only so. one that makes sense. And how yeah. much, question, how much would you be willing to pay for an Xbox portable console? Considering that a Steam Deck is going to run you what seven fifty, seven hundred on the low end. No, the, Steam, uh, have, Steam Deck is five hundred. Yeah, five hundred. Yeah. Like you got that ROG Ally. Is that sitting at six or seven somewhere? It's it could go as the 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 bottom tier is like four hundred, and I think the top tier is five ninety nine. So I it, I don't want to get stuck if it's a xbox portable i don't want to get stuck in the xbox marketplace the xbox like kind of i want it to be open to windows as well so that's only only way i would buy something of that nature because i don't have a back catalog of titles on xbox you know phil mentioned as far as the back catalog they lost the back catalog war back when the xbox one came out versus the playstation 4 at the time so I don't have a, a huge library of games on Xbox. I just have Game Pass. That's it. You know, I have a few games that are exclusive on Xbox, like Grim Dawn and a few others. But I know there's other people that have a huge catalog of games on Xbox. So they have a bigger um, back catalog of games to play on a device if they happen to buy a portable device of some sort. But, uh, you know, I don't need an underpowered 
Xbox that I could take portably with me when I'm not even bothering playing <laughs> Xbox on my 65-inch OLED at the moment. So, so it just depends mm. on the whole scenario with that. So, so for me, for me, I already have enough places to play games on. I'm I'm cool with my Series X right now. I'm not going to sell it or, or donate it, but for the future, um, I'd would I'd I they would have to bring the thunder from down under for me to be able to think about getting a portable. I, I probably would stick with the higher tier console. I don't need to take Xbox on the go. I could easily just take my Steam Deck on the go or take a Switch. You know, I have multiple portable options. So that's for me. How about you, Des? I agree with you 100%. I mean, I just, I mean, one of the things that we always have to remember is this is, uh, this is rumors. And so until it is, you know, proven, you know, we can, we're, we're just speculating. I just, I just want whatever they decide to do is, is best for Xbox fans. And, and I don't, I I just don't know if, if I trust them to, to do that uh, at this point. No, I don't. They would have got if all of these were just rumors, they would have gotten in front of this by now. By seeing them as much chaos as it's caused, they would yeah. have said, Okay, look, none of this stuff is actually happening. Just hold off until we make an official statement. Well, we did say that we're we're he did say that we're gonna stay in they're gonna stay in the console market. So that's what I was like, okay, well maybe you know, I I like you said, we don't know what that what that entirely <laughs> means. So you know, who knows? So I'm just I just want to you know I, I just want Xbox to at least you know do something yeah you know. I'll be curious to see I mean we're gonna see this next week uh, what what's true what's rumor and what the game plan is going to be moving forward so I think some um, you know some surprise really that they didn't decide to do something this week this past week versus you know kicking it to the following week but well, right they, now might, they might have something planned you know coming yeah, up i think, I think to... so yeah right now uh there's rumored that there's a nintendo direct for this upcoming week and it's going to be a partner direct at that so a partner direct mm-hmm. would mean not nintendo products per se but partners from their third party companies so <laughs> xbox um, that's that's the rumor right now is that yeah the, the next nintendo direct is for um not for their um first party t- titles but actually for the third party titles coming to the console so wow and speaking of rumors uh speaking of segue here uh there was some more clarification rumors about nintendo switch 2 so uh, right now as it stands according to a noted insider Gotta love these insiders again. That the uh, Switch 2 will not only have backwards compatibility with Switch titles currently available on Nintendo's handheld system, but developers will also be able to enhance these games thanks to the additional processing power. The report um, basically further asserts that rumors about a Nintendo Direct coming next week are indeed true, like we've spoken. And claims that we'll finally have confirmation about Nintendo's badly kept secret system at a hardware event reveal sometime in March. So, mm. and according according to rumors, they will also be getting a Pokemon presentation later this month as well. Mm. So, maybe that's so, why they're not worried. <laughs> yeah, Switch Two, according to them, is going to have backwards compatibility with the original Switch titles. It's uh, both for Switch and digital game, physical and, and digital games. 
Told you. Um, devs can't enhance their Switch One games to take advantage of the added processing power, so you don't have to pay Nintendo additional money. That's good. On there. On there yeah, so. but like, how how much power? You gonna pump it up to 1080p? Or? I would hope so. Yeah. A new report also claims the Nintendo Switch is expected later this year, and it's going to use a custom-made NVIDIA chip. So, uh, according to Reuters. NVIDIA is building an entirely new business unit to focus on designing bespoke chips for hardware firms and and has designed a custom design for the next iteration of Nintendo's handheld system. I don't even know what to think of that. It says Nintendo's current Switch handheld system already includes a NVIDIA Tegra X1 chip. A new version of the Switch console expected this year is likely to include a NVIDIA custom design on here so Ugh, what does that even mean like what's it gonna look like what's it gonna do like I'm, as long I'm, as i can play bayonetta 3 at a reasonable frame rate i'd be happy <laughs> sorry that's sir. all i want that is that's not i want to have to download i don't want to have to download something on a pc to run nintendo games at a decent frame rate sorry sir that's not in the budget <laughs> well, I've been, I've been thinking about loading Yuzu on my Steam Deck and, and using that to play some uh, Switch games. You know, it might it might be good when we go to Japan. You know, it might be good just to bring my Switch because it's probably more portable than a Steam Deck. But uh, yeah, might be um, here or there. So sorry, sir, but uh, no, you can't. <laughs> so we'll we'll see coming up. But uh, I'm actually excited for that. Like to be 100%. Like, as someone who is a devout Nintendo fan and fanboy, you know, I am I am really happy to hear that we're getting something that uh, will hopefully, whew, hopefully, uh, make the Nintendo you know compete a little bit better in in the console market right now. I mean, yeah. I know I know well, they're comp- competing fine. Exactly, they're number one. That's what I mean. That's right. what I mean. It's like they're not bad. It's just. I, like I've never, I've never known, you know, a company that can just be like, well, we're just gonna have these incremental changes and not really push our hardware, and that people will flock to it. So the fact that this is happening is like a monumentous occasion because it, obviously Nintendo does not have to do a damn thing, and we'll buy it. So that's why I'm like, Ugh, you know, so that's 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 why I'm doubly excited that it's not like we don't have to buy anything extra. We don't have to buy you know, anything new and we can just use what we already have and the stuff is up you know, or, or made to look better. Like, cause that was the one thing that I was super like sad about because like having to buy these games again, I was like, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Or, or having the games not be playable. Oh, I was like, please don't do that. Please, please, please. Nintendo. You know, I was like, baby, baby, please, baby, please. Well, yeah. right now there's other. I saw a rumor a couple of weeks ago, and Digital Foundry was talking about it, and on their podcast last week, and basically what they were talking about, it's rumored that they're sourcing a eight-inch LCD screen uh, for the Switch too. So, right now the Switch OLED is uh, seven inches, so it's going to gain like an additional inch of screen space. But they were talking about the fact that because the screen is going to be a little bit bigger than the Switch OLED and the original Switch, 
that there's a possibility that they're thinking that the uh, controllers, the Joy-Con controllers, might just be permanently affixed to the screen this time. So, and to me, the Joy-Cons were probably the weakest link to the Switch, in my opinion. Agreed, 100%. So, so having it be a uh, self-contained handheld does not sound like a bad idea. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they do that, because, I mean, even the ancillary games that brought out with the joy cons like you know you remember one two three switch and then everybody switch and then the warioware switch game the actual games that actually used the, all the technology and the joy cons are few and far between really yeah and uh, that and the joy con drift was just like <laughs> yeah and i'm thinking i think it's one of those things where nintendo basically said hey we're gonna try this thing you know if it works great if it doesn't work you know hey We'll just get it next time, you know. That's that's really what it's. That's really how 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 I feel. Nintendo is. They're like, eh, we'll get them next time, and I'm just like, and they just keep going on. They fire a couple people, and they're like, ah, oh, you idiot, and then like they say, okay, we'll get it next time. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, I just don't think Nintendo is taking any of this. I don't know. I, I feel like Nintendo is like that 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 grandfather or that uncle that just doesn't take shit seriously, and they're just kind of like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> when I know they do, it's like they're like your favorite your favorite uncle, you know, that that's just been around for forever. And you just can't you just don't have the heart to say, like, uncle, stop, you know, or or do better. You know. Well, they don't have to because their that's games I mean. are so iconic. Right. All I mean. it takes is another Pokemon. All it takes is another Mario. Another All it Zelda. takes is another Zelda and everything they could have screwed up everything up until that point, but as soon as Miyamoto hits the stage, it's it's a wrap. It's on. It's it's another ten million sold. So, yeah. unlike Donkey Kong, yeah. Yeah. It's so it, it's it's not even. <laughs> it's not it's not even it's not even an issue. They're all I'm hoping for is to be able to play Bayonetta at a, at a, at a, at a 60 <laughs> FPS. If you can do that, sold. I'm sold too because I got a, a, I got a good Switch library, and I think to be able to play that at a better fidelity without having to mess with emulators will be good. And then I would love to see the new software that they're going to utilize with that additional power as well. I have a fantastic Switch library, you know, and I need... You know, I need better. Like if they're gonna do better, let's do it. Yeah, according to the rumors right now, the eight-inch screen that they're utilizing in the in the new Switch Two is gonna be the same screen that is used in the PlayStation Portal. So, <laughs> take that good, bad, and different. I've heard people say that this, even though it's an LCD screen, that the the Portal screen is actually pretty good. So, well, let's do it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, even though we'll it's, this. you know, it feels kind of crazy. I'm here for it. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll see. And especially if it's March, it's not going to be too, too far along. So uh, start saving right, your ducats. Save those ducats. Now, if you remember earlier in the show, we did talk about Helldivers 2. And so Helldivers 2 has been a great success on here. So right now, Helldivers 2 concurrent Steam player record is PlayStation Studios highest yet on here it reached a higher peak than even the pc version of god of war so this is as of this past thursday um according to steam db hell divers basically reached the player count of 81,840 players on its launch day 
on Steam on there. And good job. Uh, actually, the the director of the game and the president of Arrowhead Game Studios did indicate that the game has sold over one million copies. So fantastic news. Yeah. So we reiterated that. He did go on on Twitter to basically talk about as far as the monetization in Helldivers 2. And he basically stated that um, he believes games should, quote-unquote, earn the right to monetize. So adding that while players are welcome to support this title by buying microtransactions, Arrowhead is never forcing anyone to do so. This just happened to be on an ex-Twitter thread which he responded to the tweet, which a player pointed out that super credits can be earned by just playing the damn game. So we're talking about the super credits. Oh, yeah, that's what they're called, super credits. Yeah, (laughs) and he made a statement saying, we really applied ourselves to not make this pay-to-win even though items are functionally different. The only item that's pay-to-win is the revolver, which which will win you any cool gun competition on there. So only minor problems that it's... Not that good is what he says. Oh, I got it. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He in responding to some f- uh, further comments in the thread, he said, that's funny. "You have to earn the right to monetize." I truly believe that. So, people want to support this title, they have the option, but we're never forcing anyone to do so. So, so imagine if, like, you know, a game like Suicide Squad kills the Justice League comes out, and they're just going to make that game stand on its own and say, "Hey, if you want to support us as well, go ahead and support us." But otherwise, we're going to try to make this as as seamless as possible, straightforward as possible. So, so I had no problem after playing like about an hour of Hell Divers Two to go in buy some super credits and buy the season pass, the premium season pass. So and I think that's how it should work. I shouldn't have to be expected to buy something ahead of time to feel I this stay concurrent with the game. You know, I I want to be able to buy the season pass only if I feel like it's going to benefit me, benefit the developers, and help me enjoy the game even more than what I've been enjoying it so far. You know, so yeah. what's your guys' opinion on that? You think, you think I think monetization does have its has its place. But I don't think it should be the driving force. Well, it never should be the driving force. You know, yeah. the I think what he's at least how I took it is the whole thing about earning earning it is yeah. that you feel that they have done it's it's almost like tipping. You know that that they put in a system that that if you want to use you can, but it shouldn't be like he said. It shouldn't be an expectation that. The, the we're, we're going to make more money now because you are um or or their what is it their um their money is determined is determined by the amount of you know super credits or whatever they want you know to call it i think that's where the problem is is, is a lot of these you know places they build in that um uh, by places I mean there these um, developers will build in that you know their pay shops are going to make us they're going to contribute a certain amount of profit um, and I think that's the wrong idea you know if they generate some passive income 
that's great, but it should not be the end all be all. Like you should not be. And I think that's why Fat Shark, when they did uh, Dark Tide, it was kind of crappy because the game was not was not um, done yet. The cash shop was already ready to go. And I think that's the that's the problem, you know, is, is it's like it should not be that, you know, you got to start making this money off of this. And I wish I knew a way to change that or or had some kind of magic wand to make you know game development be cheaper yet and you can still get the same same triple a games but i don't have that magic wand and i don't have that you know capability so for them to say i'm going i think you should earn it really sounds like that's a really kind of cool and refreshing take from a from a head of a studio you know you get to choose if you if you want to help and if you decide not to that's fine this is still a, a still a 100% completed game you know that's 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 what i think is cool yeah and he's totally transparent i know he put on his twitter account i think i read a few days ago that uh, they were working on this game for 7 years they worked on this game so probably since helldivers 1 wrapped up way yeah. back when uh, it's been a passion project for them uh that they worked on they get the exact like you know seven uh, years and so many days and so many hours <laughs> since they started developing or yeah. working on the game and so um it's kind of cool that he's on on twitter and just kind of making comments about everything and so on yeah. and so forth uh he just made a tweet like seven hours ago i guess right now they're having server issues so on there so right now as it stands uh they're concurrent players right now between playstation and steam as of seven hours ago was around i guess it's jumped up from 250,000 players to 360,000 players so it's a great but game they don't have enough servers right now to handle mm-hmm. it there's a lot of login issues john bt said his brother bought the game and he was asking me if we had any issues with it because his brother couldn't connect earlier today so had no problems. I've had no problems with it. But again, we started playing, um, and maybe maybe now what's happening is because there have been, you know, there's been an explosion of new players. Uh, yeah. The exponential growth, they've not been able to keep it keep up with it. And I think maybe yeah. again, I haven't tried to get on since we played, so maybe that's what's going on. There's just you know more buzz about it, and more people are buying it. So yeah, for sure. Real, real quick. If it doesn't, if it, you know, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. The issue here, I see things a little bit differently. The issue here is that you have a game that's only forty bucks. It's good, and it's fun. The issue is that games should not freaking have a budget of 300 400 500 million dollars they shouldn't cost that much and that's where all this this monetization stuff a big part of it not all of it but a big part of it comes from you gotta offset that development cost for your triple a me personally, I look at 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 Hell Divers as kind of like a double A, triple A. It, it 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 it's in the middle, right? Yeah. It doesn't have the graphics of God of War or Spider Man, 
but it's better than say you know uh prototype graphically you know just just kind of throwing something out there it, and it's 40 bucks so it, it's at the right price point and they're saying hey you know if you want to support this game great meanwhile you've got you, you've got killed the justice league at 70 dollars plays like crap doesn't really look all that great in my opinion and how it, it, it it's just from the demo hey buy the buy these weapons you know buy these skins buy the buy this buy get ready to get ready to buy the ultimate edition where you get all this uh, this other crap and we're going to overcharge you for it well i i've i've already given you 70 dollars of my money and you're going to hit it for a subpar game and then you're going to turn around and ask me for more money because you got to cover these DC licenses and this this ridiculously overbloated develop you know budget to develop this game something has to be done to control the costs and if that that I think our game gamers are also going to have to start to prepare themselves and say look we not we not be we we may not get these expansive beautiful you know jaw-dropping graphic tour de forces every other every other month because the development costs are just too high we're going to have to scale things back maybe reduce the price of some of this stuff and if you guys dig it you like it you buy it then maybe that can help take the edge off some of these, you know, triple A big, but big budget games. Um, you know, I, my whole thing with, with modern day gaming is the cost of development. I think that's probably the biggest hurdle that's facing this industry right now. I don't see why a game has to cost as much to run a small country. I, I, I don't know. Don't. For me, I, I want more Outriders, Saints Row, Red Faction. You know, those are the games I want more than worrying about, like, you know, a graphical tour de force, you know, having the plot move me enough. I'm sitting there crying like a little bitch, something like that, you know. I mean, granted, does, if everything kind of works in coalesce and, and it's a work of art, that's one thing, but. There's also room for double A games in the mix, and uh, I'd I'd rather have a few, you know, not maybe like you know seven eight years in development type games. I'd rather you know it to be a little bit more smaller teams, passion projects, and kind of get a, a nice you know, breadth of different ideas and bring them to the table, you know. So. You know, like I mentioned before, I think in my comments, I, w I want Sony to be able to not just look at their tentpole releases and just release sequel after sequel. I want them to bring out the next Horizon. I want them to bring out the next Killzone, the next Infamous, the next uh, Resistance, you know, whatever IPs that, they, you know, their creators want to work on that are 
above and beyond different, new, fresh, and give them the, the wherewithal to work on those. I mean, if it's going to be a smaller project team, just as a proof of concept, you know, let them do a smaller scale game. That's how games like Hi-Fi Rush on the Bethesda side, on the Xbox side of the fence came about, because they wanted to create something of that nature that was above and beyond, like, different from what that studio actually produced prior, you know? So if they could give them the wherewithal, you know, even though we make fun of the game, maybe, like, something like, you know, Grounded, you know, or Pentiment from the Xbox side, too, where they're just doing something a little bit uh, above and beyond, just kind of creatively uh, endeavored and be able to go ahead and uh, you know bring something new to the table so i mean again that also is going to require the gaming public to have to make some to be willing to make some some acquiesces i'm not going to give you 500 for for a high fidelity system and the best my games are going to be looking is is you know saint row that that ain't that ain't happening, Captain. I want hmm. I I I still don't think a graphical tour de tour de four should cost three hundred four hundred million dollars. I it, it it shouldn't be with the advancements in technology that we have. You would think that along with those advancements in fidelity also would come with advancements in reducing the cost of doing this as well but we know for a fact that that does not seem to have happened or these companies that are developing these engines are saying well since they're so user friendly you just going to have to pay us to, if you if to for this license i don't i don't know which, i don't know which is which is the case but you ain't you you ain't you ain't gonna get five hundred dollars out of me, and and I'm and I'm playing vamp a vampire slayer level games every other month. Vampire you know, survivor. Vampire even? survivor every other month. That 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 ain't happening. It it at least for my money. I, there has to be a balance, and I don't know where that balance is, but. There, ha if you're going to be asking people for top dollar for the hardware, you've got to have that. You have to have a balance of software in there as well. You're right. Uh, not every game has to be a graphical tour de force. But dang it, when I paid for this PS5, the the primary reason that I got it was so I can play games like Horizon Zero Dawn because I want to see that. I want to see. I want to see those impressive graphics, that deep story paired with, in my opinion, some of the best gameplay in an adventure game that I've that I that I've had in I I can't tell you how long. I want to get that, you know, and not have to spend, you know, spend uh, uh, the same cost as a Honda Civic for a high-end PC, you know. But you're not good. You, you have there has to be a way to scale to to scale this properly, so both so that the customer is getting feels that they're getting their money's worth. These companies are making the profits that they need to make to continue to do what they do. And I think a lot of that falls with the tools. So. 
All right. Well, hopefully Helldivers will resolve their uh, server issues, but overall success. I mean, one million sold is not nothing to Fantastic. see that. Yep. They, according to the, this is a Twitter account. It's Pilestead, so it's P I L E S T E D T, and that's the CEO of Arrowhead Game Studios. Commented the fact that they spent seven years, eleven months, and the twenty-six days of his life making a game that he truly um, devolves into a farce of my favorite movies and books from my upbringing. So that's what he basically is stating. So good for him. So, yep. And last but not least, wrap up the Jabroni Gaming News for this episode. Uh, Evo News for Evo 2024 has come out. So Evo 2024 will be in Las Vegas at the West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center. So it is did go ahead and move venues from the Mandalay Bay um, on there. So and uh Evo hotel blocks are now available at the nearby Resorts World and the walkway connected Westgate on here. Uh, thanks to the larger venue, there will be a number of upgrades and additions to the attendee experience, including dedicated registration ballrooms that will keep the badge lines organized and efficient. Uh, there will be expanded show floor, including everything uh, that they included previously, including the vendor village, artist gallery, arcade stick museum, and all that for all three days of the event on here. Uh, there's massive upgrades to many of the fan favorite experiences like the largest Evo free play arcade and the bring your own controller section and a new art gallery on there with the history of fighting game genre, bigger and better Evo merchandise offerings and expanded cosplay contest. All right. So uh, Evo showcase also gets a brand new dedicated stage for all panels reveals Interviews and exhibitions headlining Evo 2024 on Friday on there. So one thing that they did make a change, though, there is no separate ticket uh, for the arena finals on here. Players and fans will be able to experience the entirety of the event in the convention area. So they have a new arena finals experience on there. Um, and one badge is going to be the one that will bring you through um saturday and sunday on there so you'll be able to witness the um main event not in that arena anymore so so we'll have to take a look at this but uh the games that are going to be included in evo 2024 is street fighter 6 tekken 8 guilty gears uh survive grand blue fantasy versus rising under that ember 2 uh, mortal kombat 1 street uh king of fighters 15 and for the nostalgia hit uh street fighter three third strike will be on the main stage on those so 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 you got all eight of those games ready to roll rock and roll so um this is uh basically street fighter three third strike returns to evos in the second tournament of our throwback series on here this is seventh time that street fighter three third strike has appeared as a main title so they're hopefully be able to bring like old Old dogs to the trick, you know, to the, the tournament, if need be, out there. Um, are you guys interested in Evo this year? I am definitely, it's on my radar, so I don't know if you... Well, I'll be going. I'll be oh, going. Cool. I'll definitely be going. Um, uh, I really, I think Third Strike is going to, is probably going to blow every everybody away, primarily because... 
like uh, Justin Wong is confirmed he's going to be in there, and Daigo is confirmed he's going to be in there, and a lot and like folks are like thinking it might be a replay for the number one spot between those two because both of them in their fighting game routines are still play third strike like a lot. Like Justin Wong goes out to Japan uh, fairly often just to compete in third strike uh, against the, because the best players in the world are in Japan for that game. And he goes there fairly often to, to play against them just for third strike. So it's going to be, it, that is it, it's going it's going to be pretty fire <laughs> that 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 finals is going to be off the hook and that's probably the one i me personally looking forward to the most uh grand blue and tekken 8 for me also looking forward to seeing those uh tekken 8 being that that's well i think both well for grand blue as well both of those games is going to be their first Evo main main stage uh, debut uh, for high tournament play at Evo, so uh, that that that's going to be bananas. And uh, I haven't purchased it yet, but Under Night and Birth Two looks very interesting. But it's also one of those games where like one mistake and you're dead. It's like those people they got they've got those combos like on a lock it is crazy like when when somebody gets that that confirms that first hit it it, it it's kind of over kind of reminds me of uh oh gosh what was that other game that they had lat that they had last year where it was like the finals was the the, the two lightning dudes um dang i can't remember the name of that game but a melty blood, right? Melty blood, yeah, melt, yeah, um, melty blood lumen, lumen, I think it was. Yeah. Under nine and birth is very similar. <laughs> it's like you you mess up once, you whiff, you, you know, you whiff a punch, or you or you get you you someone someone breaks your defense, uh, it's over. Uh, but it but it's also funny. I haven't I haven't purchased I haven't purchased it yet. I'm kind of because I already have the undernight and I I've never never really given that one a shot. So I might look into that before um, making a decision on undernight to undernight too. But definitely looking forward to the Evo to Evo this year. So God willing, well, I'll be able to go. I'll have to talk offline and see if you want to book a hotel room or whatnot. So. I'm definitely interested, for sure. I don't know if you're in, in it to win it, Des, or not. Uh, yeah, I think that could be kind of fun. All right, we'll take a look. We'll look forward to it. Maybe we'll even record a show there this time. We'll see. Oh, so. be fun. Be nuts. Maybe. Be nuts. Maybe. And on this note, hey, picnic basket, baskets. That's it for the Jabroni Gaming News. Hey, hey. Oh, Lord. <laughs> It's late. Right. We're getting late over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Uh, game night takes place every Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. That's the day of the week and the time we have selected to interact with our growing Discord community, play games, chit-chat, catch-up, all that good stuff. So if you're kind of feeling the vibe we have with this show, you're definitely going to love uh, love what we have going on on our discord server and the way it works you just 
hop on, go to the game night section and post what game you would like to play. Uh, if it's a game that we don't have, we have no problems picking it up and playing that game with you. So you might be asking yourself, well, how do I become a part of that? Well, it's easy. You head on over to the app formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X, XXXX, and go to at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link and you're in, and there's no waiting period. There is no Patreon tier list to pay for. All that we all that we ask is that you just be a good person, likes talking about games, have fun discussing games, has fun playing games and uh, discussing your own personal gaming achievements, minus all the nonsense that's going on at much on much larger social media platforms, not just for gaming, but seems for everything now. So if you're tired of the nonsense and just want to have a good time, I would highly encourage you to look into our growing Discord community. And speaking of our Discord community, special kudos go out to Will D, Goonie, and John BT for their responses for our Hold the Line edition of uh, the Vessel Line <laughs> this week. Uh, I consider those guys generals in our Discord community and appreciate all the interaction or the interactivity that you provide uh our episodes uh when you guys respond so special shout out to you all they're not so generals, they're kings they're kings <laughs> there you go so with that mentioned we are going that's going to bring episode 238 to a close so we want to thank y'all for listening in and chilling out with us this fine um this fine edition so for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Lover. That's me. AKA the Cat Daddy, aka that gamer step daddy, and for Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Who you might also know as the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm showing up 71, aka Digadulamite. Hold the line. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <sighs> and we'll be back next time. Episode 239 for your ears. Peace.